And I've turned to this passage in the 119th Psalm. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I have sworn and I will perform it. I am afflicted very much. Quicken me, O Lord, according unto thy word, except I beseech thee the free will offerings of my heart. Verse 10. The wicked have laid a snare for me, but I erred not from thy precepts. Thy testimonies have I taken as an heritage forever. As I said a few moments ago, I wish it were possible before I delivered the message to hear your reaction to this film. One hour it was from 6.30 to 7.30 on NBC. And I think I can outline for you briefly the problem that we face. In the first place, the film was called The Outer Fringe. The Outer Fringe. That uh, title covered the entire compass of the one-hour film. And it also indicated that this outer fringe was on the left and was on the right. You're way out on the fringes, on either the left or the right. And the first thing that I think I should say to you right now, since we were definitely involved, the exposure given to me was very brief. In fact, there were only three sentences said on the air about me, which I have here, and I'm going to read them to you. And I was fitted in immediately after the exposure of what they call the Minutemen and the declaration of their chairman that they would engage in the use of military weapons. Uh, I am not an outer fringe. No matter how you may look at me, no matter how you may look at this church, no matter how, may, how, may, how you may look at what we're doing in the country today, it's not possible to put us on fringes anywhere. We're in the center of a great struggle in this country to preserve the faith as it has been believed for 2,000 years. And to take those of us who are standing where the Christian churches have always stood in relationship to the Bible and in relationship to the truth of God and attempt to relegate us clear out on some fringe over here that's a very tenuous and possibly dangerous fringe is a deliberate falsification and misrepresentation of what we are, what we're doing, and what we're seeking to accomplish in this country. By no stretch of the imagination could you put me on a fringe. By no possible stretch of your combination of thought could you say that Dr. McIntyre represents that which is way off out here in the very edges of things. When we stand for the word of God as the inspired, infallible word of God, that has been the very center and the very foundation of every single one of the Protestant churches from their beginning until this liberalism began to, to find its way into the churches. And we stand in the main historic current of church history as it relates to the preservation, the maintenance, the maintenance and the proclamation of the Christian religion. And so the very title, the very approach by NBC does you and me and every Christian in this country an insult and an injustice. And I felt it from the time it started until that film was finished. And I not only, not only listened to every word of it, but I recorded it and saw it all with my own eyes. 
I don't belong to a fringe. I belong to the very heart of the great revealed truth and the movement that God has given to the Christian church on the face of this earth. And I refuse to permit NBC or anybody else to try to relegate me and what I represent over in that kind of an area. Now that's the first thing that ought to be said. It ought to be recognized and it ought to be objected to by the Christian people of this country. The second thing that they did in that film to which I took very, very serious exception, and it's on the general, it's on the general overall picture. I'm going to get down to the particulars specifically in a moment, but I'm giving you the general approach. The second thing, as you saw that picture, they uh, brought into what they thought were some kind of a balance, the extreme left and then the extreme right. And uh, you heard the representative of the PTA say, well, everybody's against the communist. Well, they ought to be. But you see, the extreme left over here, as it was built up, is supposed to be something that we are against. And as we're against the extreme left, we should equally be against the extreme right. And then over on the extreme right are included in a flash in these other demonstrations, people who have the views that we have. So here's a general setting in which they're trying, not by reason, not by logic, not by facts, but by just a general orientation to create an impression. And by a general impression in the minds of people across the country, oh yes, I saw that film, and Dr. McIntyre, he's just as bad as the communist. He's over here on this side, and they're bad over on that side. And that is an approach, it's a technique, it's a strategy which NBC used across this country tonight to sort of solidify in the minds of people just the name of Dr. McIntyre in that setting. And it was wrong. It's a type of abuse, it's a type of smear, it's a type of association which isn't related to truth. Not at all. Now in the third place, if you notice that film... You notice that it said that these were the fringes in the political world. It was a political spectrum that they were talking about. And the commentator said in this spectrum, he says, maybe these views on the extreme can make some contribution. But it was a political context into which they were presenting that. And the idea was spread across the country that somehow or other Dr. McIntyre belongs in that political context, in that political spectrum. Now, whether you people realize it or not, that can do you and me a great deal of damage. In the first place, my activities in the Christian world and my activities in our country at the present time are not political. We have been exposing the National Council and all their activity. We're dealing with this issue of departure from the faith. But my activities are not directly political. And yet they were associated in the mind of the country with this political idea. Well, if that is true, and that is what uh, some of these folks would like very much to have established, especially our enemies, it raises questions about federal income tax exemption. It raises questions of this nature in the minds of the public in relationship to what we're doing and the type of activity we're carrying on through our broadcast in particular. I think that I would have at this point possibly some grounds for some action against NBC. There's a possible area here which we could take some action against NBC. 
Now this is all that they had to say about me. I want to read it to you. Quote, in Boston, the Reverend Dr. Carl McIntyre picketed a religious conclave objecting to increasing modernism in the church. This trend, he contends, plays into the hands of the communist. Mr. McIntyre's views are carried on more than 600 radio stations, which cost money. Well, that's all he said about me. What is political about that? The only thing that could possibly be considered political about that is the reference to communism. It's alleged there that I say that this plays into the hands of the communists. Well, the fight with the communists is a political fight. At least that's the way the communists want to look at it. And that's the way it's viewed in communist countries and in Europe. And that's the way the communists would like to have us believe it over here. But we're against communism, not on a political level, but we're against communism on a religious level because it repudiates God, denies the Bible, rejects the Ten Commandments, and repudiates all forms of freedom. And that's the basis on which we are opposing communism. But the association here, political context, political activity, McIntyre's involved in this thing, and here, lo and behold, he was up in Boston picketing a Presbyterian conclave because of the increase in modernism, and this, he says, plays into the hands of the communists. Now that's the politics, I guess, if that's there anything about it. Now may I remind you, in regard to this reference to me tonight on that NBC program, They mentioned the Reverend Dr. Carl McIntyre in Boston, but I don't live in Boston. Did they tell you where I lived? No. Oh, when they dealt with uh, Let Freedom Ring, it was Sarasota, Florida. When they dealt with Gus Hall, it was uh, New York City's headquarters. You can read the sign on the door. The number was all there. When they dealt with these developments out in Chicago, they told you. But did they tell you where Carl McIntyre came from in the country? Did you give any ideas to where he might be located, that somebody might be able to contact him or find anything out about him? None whatever. None whatever. No identification of where I'm located or what particular center I'm working out from. Nothing of that sign was in that passing record. Furthermore, they speak of a radio program on which we're supposed to be broadcasting our views. Did they mention the 20th Century Reformation Hour on that broadcast? Did they tell what the nature, did they say I was identified with a 20th century, they wouldn't dare on NBC use the name 20th Century Reformation Hour on their program. I'd have millions of listeners to my program the next morning. How, how subtly this thing was arranged, how, how carefully it was phrased. And what was I doing up in Boston, ladies and gentlemen? Were we protesting the increase of modernism? We were protesting the confession of 1967. Weren't we, brethren? Everything was the confession of 1967. Why didn't NBC say the confession of 1967? You know why they didn't say it? Upset too many Presbyterians. 
Oh, as I saw that, sat there and watched that thing unfold and saw the keenness of mind that was used in that delineation to associate me with this group. And then the Nazi party came after me and then they had the rest of these. They had the Ku Klux Klan marching around. And here I was just fitting there so nice, so gently and this type of an association. But did anybody know that we were up in Boston in order to deal with the United Presbyterian Church's new confession? Absolutely not. Did you people think of any of these things or did this bother you? Did you go that far into thinking as a thing? Of course, it was going down my mind. I was following it very, very carefully. And then they said, of course, this costs money. What Dr. McIntyre is doing costs money. That's right. And they wouldn't dare identify me so somebody could send me some money as a result of the program. They wouldn't dare give any concrete identification where anybody could arise and say, here, you know, you know, of course, that when Drew Pearson attacked me for the first time, he attacked me in his column and he actually told people where I lived. And I got a check for $500 from one fellow. See? And this idea of just giving this little turn here and associating Dr. McIntyre as he did in this setting without identification and reflecting it costs money. Here's a lot of money that's going into this thing. And I was just blurred into this general context. There's nothing logical. There's nothing factual. There was nothing about that except just a propaganda smear across this country to discredit Dr. McIntyre and to associate him in the minds of a lot of people who aren't reading or aren't thinking too closely and it's that mass mind that we've got to contend with here in the United States at the present time in order to carry on our witness and our work for Jesus Christ. Now what do you think is going to be the reaction of the people generally when they see a thing like this? Well, may I say to you, if they were going to include Dr. Carl McIntyre in that, which they did, if they were going to include me in that, on the right wing, they should have included Dr. Eugene Carson Blake on the left wing. They ought to have had him up there. Because if there's anybody that's on the left side in the ecclesiastical world, want Red China recognized, wants the House Committee of Un-American Activities abolished, wants us to withdraw from Vietnam, the things that these leftists were talking about, Dr. Blake is the chief spokesman of this thing in the religious world. If they're going to throw my, flash my picture on it, they ought to put his on the other side and balance the thing out in this religious field. But no, they didn't touch Dr. Eugene Carson Blake. And furthermore, if they were going to go into this area where I'm occupying in this area of modernism, and uh, they mentioned it there, if that's a field they're just barely going to touch on, and then if they're going to bring up all this liberal left, as they call it, the one organization that they ought to have dealt with was the National Council of Churches. They didn't bring them in. Why didn't they mention B'nai B'rith? Is there any organization any more over on the liberal leftist side than B'nai B'rith and Anti-Defamation League right now? They're publishing all the books. They're publishing all these articles. And when they come into this left side, why don't they put the books of the B'nai B'rith up there? Nothing like that. Nothing. All that was left out. All that was said. If they're going to get into this area, why shouldn't they develop in the area where the conflict is joined? But no, they had the Communist Party and they had the Du Bois Club, which is a communist front, according to the Attorney General. 
And then they had one or two of these other far out left groups out there and they didn't, didn't speak against them. They were just dissenters. And then when you saw the picture of these students making their little posters there in Chicago, they had a nice profitable way to spend an afternoon. Did you hear that? Did you see that? The slant of that picture was in favor of the leftist. The slant of that whole thing tonight was against this group that they started. Why didn't they put the right wing first and put the communist at the climax? No, no, it was the communist first. And interviews and discussions. You get down to the real punchline, around to the real clash of that one-hour film. Who was it? What was the design of that? Now I want to lead you into the next picture. You know how they started that picture? Did you see Senator McGee? Did you see Senator McGee? Did you see him when they got down to the end of the picture again? They had Senator McGee on there twice. Started out front, making a speech in Baltimore. Baltimore, well, who is this Senator McGee? Well, he's the man that's been attacking me. He's the man who, who made this big speech against Carl McIntyre. And he's the man who's way, way out on the liberal leftist side in the political spectrum down there in Washington. He's the man that's been making, he's considered to be the primary spokesman in the democratic field for the exposure of what they call the far right. Openly so. He's the man who said they were going to have these congressional hearings and that we were going to be called down there and I was prepared to go, you know, the big investigation of Senator McGee against these so-called right-wing groups and they were going to have this big investigation. That was before Christmas. They were going to have it in January. And I spent a whole broadcast, a whole week about Senator McGee. And he gave away packets and everything else. He's going to have this big investigation in January. Well, January came and March came. And then we heard they were going to have it in May. Well, May's already passed. And then we heard they were going to have it in June. Well, June's almost gone. And I don't think they ever will have it. Election's getting too near. But here's the big leader in this field was the feature for the introduction of the film. Now I would just like to say this to some of the Republicans around here. I think you've got a good case for some asking for some time if you'd like to get it. Because McGee's featured. McGee started this thing. McGee was the, was the, was the lead. And you got to the end. McGee was here again. He was speaking. And he is a political leader. He's a member of the Senate of the United States. And a very, very liberal Democrat. And that whole film from beginning to end was simply a supporting program for McGee's position. Now I wondered why they left put so little time. They used, of course, the Dr. Waite. They brought him in and used some of his speech remarks. It didn't take anything from me. They didn't take anything from me. Our broadcast, they've got all kinds of speeches I've made. I'm on record in thousands and thousands of ways. They had plenty of things they could use if they'd wanted to from my speeches and radio addresses. Didn't touch him. They didn't touch him. And beloved, the reason they're not touching this thing is that it's right here that we have been dealing with these very vital questions of the Word of God, and if they'd got into that at all, it would have exploded this whole religious question before the country. And the program is to keep it down, to keep it quiet, to keep it suppressed. And then men in my position, as I am across the country right now, to discredit us and smear us so that people won't listen to us or pay attention to us, or they'll stop giving their money to us and our broadcast will fail because of lack of support. Now that's one reason I've decided to close this service 
and go to the studio and make a tape tonight which will be broadcast on all our stations beginning tomorrow. And if we protest this thing and explain to the public what the situation is and let the public see what they did to us, it is going to have permanent effects in the minds of the people of this country in facing up to this type of abuse and this type of an attack upon men in the country. And I think the way to meet it is to meet it immediately, immediately directly, and to meet it on the basis of our stand for the word of God. I uh, want to say this to you. When I was out in California the other day, coming back from India, Ms. McIntyre and I were there, I was on one of our stations, and the owner of that station has a television. And he came to me and said, Dr. McIntyre, he says, there's only one way that you can meet this attack. And I said, what is it? He says, I'll start you out. He says, if you make a 15 or a 30 minute tele TV program just once a week, I'll start you out on my station. He says, you've got to get before that camera. And he says, you've got to get your Sunday school literature before that camera. And he says, you've got to get this documentation that you're always talking about on the radio that nobody can see. He says, you've got to get that before the public with your face, and he said, with your features. And you're way of handling this thing. And he says, if you do it, he says, then they won't be able to carry on this campaign effectively against you. Now, I've been thinking about that ever since. I don't know how I could do anything more. In fact, I don't see how I can do what I'm doing now. But I am prepared to arrange, at least to start off, maybe a 15-minute program would be enough, or just once a week, just once a week, sit down, get before one of these cameras, and get all my charts, and get all my papers, get all my things around us, and then go to work. Just go to work this to the public in a nice way. And this thing tonight has made me feel that maybe the Lord would have me do something like that. And I'm going to ask you people to pray about it. I got a man said he put me on. Furthermore, he says, Dr. McIntyre, he says, if once you get started, he says, I'll guarantee you that this little TV program here, just once a week, he said, will be very popular. Somewhere along the line, we've got to convince the people that we're not an outer fringe. Somewhere along the line, we've got to convince the great rank and file of the people of this country who believe in God and who believe in the Word of God that we do represent the historic position of the Christian religion. That we do represent what those who founded this nation believed. They believed the Bible, they believed the Ten Commandments, they believed the individual had to be free to serve God, and for us to find ourselves in a position where the liberals are in such league with NBC and these other groups as they're working together, that this whole thing can be carried on in a program such as we had tonight with the National Council eliminated, Benibarith eliminated, and all these liberal groups and these church areas eliminated, and yet just one big plug and thrust against Dr. McIntyre in Boston and the reference there, which in no way identifies him, doesn't explain what he was dealing with, 
dealing with the Confession of 1967, but gives an association with the Nazis and the Ku Klux Klan in the total picture. And after all, it's way, way out here on the far right somewhere. And here's this one preacher. We just threw him in for a minute. And here's this one picture in here, way out of the right. So wherever you run into him in the country, wherever you hear his broadcast in the country, wherever he is, oh yes, NBC did tell us where he fitted in. Now that's the thing that you dear people are going to have to recognize is a pattern which is now being followed and now being used by our opponents in the great debate without having any debate, without meeting any real discussion. My, when I read this 119th Psalm, and the psalmist said, the wicked have laid a snare for me. Now, some of you people came in here tonight. You saw it. You said, well, it wasn't much to it. My goodness, we expected they're going to do more than that on Dr. McIntyre. really wasn't much to it. Some of you may have had that idea. I don't know what your ideas were. But from my standpoint and where I stand, there's snare, there's snare, there's snare, there's snare. And they're laying it and they're laying it. And what does the psalmist say at this particular point? Yet I have erred not from thy precepts. And the first thing we ought to do is to hold our position, stand our ground in behalf of the truth of God, the word of God, the basis of our freedom and all that God has given us as free people. Hold that ground with no deviation of any kind from it. And then with that undergirding which we have in the truth, rise up and expose their snares. Rise up and uncover the whole strategy that NBC used tonight. Now can you understand how I could get a 30-minute broadcast out of this tomorrow? Don't you think it would be pretty good? Well, it will be, Charlie. You get up your amens, will you? Because it's a live issue just before. Of course, it's going to be laid across the country in some of the areas. But there are millions of people. Do you know what this country lacks at this very moment in this great area? It lacks some leadership. It lacks some leadership. The thing that's concerned me about this trial out there in Seattle, here's dear Dr. McCray. God bless that man. When he went on that witness stand under oath and for one solid day he stood there and he beat down all these things that were put upon him and Dr. McCray out of years of his scholarship and his training from the days he was Princeton he went to the University of Berlin American Institute of Archaeology in Palestine and all these things. Dr. McCray has massive knowledge. And he just came back every time with the facts and with the story and he's particular and completely exposed and exploded the whole thing. And beloved, I want to tell you people, millions of people are going to hell believing erroneous things that are being told them today by these scholars and by these so-called learned men in these institutions. There is no basis anywhere in any document, in any history, in any monument, in anything that anybody has ever been able to find or dig up for the idea that Genesis and the Pentateuch was a compilation of certain documents called E and J and P and D and that they were all interwoven by these different elements over a period of centuries. Finally, the priest put the final touch, uh, finishing touches on the documents in 400 B.C. No evidence whatsoever. The whole theory 
of this Grofwell-Hausen hypothesis, which reorganizes this Old Testament and tears it to pieces, came out of the sinful, darkened minds of these men who manufactured it. That's where it came from. No basis for it. But when you realize that the whole Christian church, church after church, church after church, has just capitulated to this theory, and now the United Presbyterian Church has abandoned its belief in the inspiration of the Bible by God and abandoned the infallibility of the Holy Scripture solely on the basis of this Grofwellhausen hypothesis attack upon the Bible. That's what's happened. And now we've got a, a McCray who can step in. And when I think of Dr. McCray and how, how marvelous he was used out there in these, these matters, I want to tell you people, I think of how gracious and how good God is to you and me. I'm going to stop, but I'll tell you this story. <clears throat> I went to seminary. I went to Princeton. I graduated from Westminster. We studied these things when I was there. We saw them. There's no basis for it. They were answered. Two years ago, the Sunday school literature of all our major churches, most of them, Methodist, Presbyterian, Lutheran, all came out with this Grofwellhausen hypothesis. Big charge. That thing's going all down through the Sunday school. And people have laid the Bible aside. It's laid aside. I've been dealing with it on the radio. Now, of course, from my viewpoint, where I am today, all you need is the Bible. For you dear people sitting out there in the pew, there's enough in this book, in what it says about itself, and the internal evidence, to convince you that it's the Bible, the Word of God. You, it's here for you, and you believe it. So now... With all this attack, all this attack coming from the scholars at the Christian Beacon Banquet, I said to Dr. McRae sitting along, I said, Alan, I said, you know this thing. You're the greatest scholar in the country. Would you write a little book for us? Just take the heart of this thing and expose it. I said, we need it desperately. Somebody's got to put this thing out so the ordinary man can have it and refer to it when they come at him with these questions. Dr. McCray called me up the next day at my home and says, Carl, did you really mean that? I said, yes, I did, Alan. I said, we need it desperately. Somebody's going to have to outline this thing. He says, well, he says, I realize the importance of it. And he said, if you'll, if you'll get me a man to do research for me, he says, I'll do it. I said, I'll send you a man, all right. And do you know, since the Beacon Banquet up to this present time, Dr. McRae's been going into every possible area, all the latest writings, everything that there is on the Groff-Wellhausen hypothesis. And he's preparing a book he's going to publish. But when we were in Seattle, and we were talking, he said, say, he said, Carl, he says, the Lord sure led you and asked me to write that book, didn't he? He says, it was the finest preparation I could have had for this trial. All preparing that book, all that research, all, was the finest background preparation for him to come right into that trial with all this material and then be able to, to answer these things. And beloved, I stand in this pulpit tonight and I want to tell you something. It's the saddest thing to see these students from the university, well, half a dozen, got on the stand and they just parroted the Grafwellhausen hypothesis.
given to them is the truth in the university. They hadn't been there when McCray was on the stand when he said there wasn't any truth to and exploded the whole thing. And those young people have been taught in the university a, a, a uh, idea as the truth as to how the Bible was formed which just isn't true at all. They accepted the word of their scholars and they've rejected the Bible as the word of God. That's what they've done. And we have come to a day when the Bible said, Where are the wise and where are the scribes? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? They'll build their ideas and teach it and teach it and teach it and bang, it just puffs up and blows away. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away, saith the Lord. And beloved, it's the word of God tonight. And we're in the position we are in the Christian world tonight because we stand for this word. And here are all these forces now, including NBC and a nicely worked out plan to bring the name of McIntyre, the image of McIntyre, and they're just as a flash, political, way out on the extreme fringe, Associated in the minds of the thinkers with the image that NBC presented to the American people tonight. And it is false. It is wrong. It is misleading. And it will do damage to this country unless we're able to reach the people and tell them what's wrong with it so that they can see how NBC in that presentation actually misread, misled their mind and their thinking in that regard. Now, I'd like to recommend that you people go home tonight. I'm going to let you out on time for once. I'm going to recommend that you go home tonight, sit down and write a letter to NBC New York. That's all you need, NBC New York. You tell them you're a member of Dr. McIntyre's church, if you are. If you aren't, tell them you're not. Say, I'm a member of Dr. McIntyre's church, and he's been here in this church all these years. We know him. And we object to what you did to our pastor tonight. I want you to do it. Get it in the mail. Just as many of you possibly can. Anything you want to say, of course, you just tell them. Let's flood them with this sort of thing. And let them realize that we don't want this sort of abuse. Surely the day ought to come when I could have an opportunity to get on NBC. Now that they put us in this light, they picked this thing out. This was planned. And where I'll be able to really defend the position which we hold. And I want you to understand that when you stand for the word of God like we do, you're not on the outer fringe. And when you stand for the infallibility of the word of God like we do, you're not some form of an extremist. You are a Christian who believes what the Christians have believed for 2,000 years. And when you stand as a church where we stand in the Christian struggle today against the broadening ecumenical movement as they try to build the world church, we are standing for the word of God. And that's what we're supposed to stand for. And that's what we're going to stand for as long as we live. And as long as God gives us grace and strength to do it. But I do maintain that if they're going to put me on, they ought to put Dr. Blake on too. And I do maintain if they're going to touch on these subjects at all, they should by all means bring in the Anti-Defamation League, the Deny Barith, the National Council of Churches and the rest of these groups that are out there carrying the main burden of this battle right now against Dr. McIntyre and what we represent in this country. 
Now may God help us. May God deliver us. And this is the practical area where we're living and where we're thinking. And because of the nature of that thing so subtly done tonight, it's all the more urgent that we speak about it. Let us pray. Our Father and our God, we thank Thee for Thy Word. We thank Thee that now that these forces are moving out to discredit those of us who stand for the truth, we ask that we may meet it, and that Thy name shall be glorified, and that Thy Word shall be honored in our lives. Deal with NBC, our Father. Deal with these forces that are seeking now to use these media to mold the mind of this country along the way that Senator McGee is seeking to lead the country. Oh, Father, may our loyalty to thy word enter into our loyalty to our country, for we have a country that is free because our fathers believed in God. These things we ask in the name of our Savior. Amen.
Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion and fellowship of the Holy Spirit be and abide upon each one of you, now and forever. Amen.